Is Jonathan Prince, or is he? According to some people, they're paying him for other people's work, mate. <laughs> Let's not go there. Brutally jealous. Well, brutally jealous. You know, I've been laughing about it all week. Right, we're going to have to go there, aren't we? So, go on, let's start with that. What happens? Okay, so I was really happy because um, I got contacted by quite a famous comedy club in Brighton. Um, and uh, I'd performed there a little while ago, and they kind of said, oh, yeah, we want to stay relevant during the, uh, during the lockdown. Would you mind us using your your video? So I was like, yeah, of course. Like you can use my performance. That'd be cool. And then about two weeks later, um, I got a message saying, "Are oh, we we want to give you some money? We've got a load of donations for your performance or for the night, the live act that night that we put on." And I was like, "Oh, cool." But um, really, you should let people know when they are going to perform on these because I would have liked to have watched it and I'd have drummed up some support. And they went, yeah. "No, that's all right. Just send us an invoice." So I sent them the invoice and they paid me. And I went to look for myself online, and uh, I couldn't couldn't find myself, man. And I looked Aww. at the show that they were talking about, and Aww. I wasn't really on there. And I started to giggle to myself, thinking maybe they've just mistook me for another black man. Yeah. And um, turns out they'd mistook me for another black man. <laughs> easily <laughs> done. Easy, easy mistake. Do you know? To their, to their credit, we both have the name, the word Prince in our name. There you go. See, easy mistake. No, it's not being racialist, mate. It's an easy mistake. Indeed. Really? Indeed. So I went from being really gleeful and happy that I'd been paid for a gig um, while to... on lockdown to a case of mistaken identity and having to pay them back. Hilarious, <laughs> man. But you know what's even funnier is the guy that they thought you were is a good friend of mine and he's Somali. And he would have come and chopped you up, me. You'd be going, oh, no, no, take back the money, take back the money. You go, this is principle. This is Africa versus Caribbean. This is principle. Chopped up, mate. I'm going to tell him. I'm going to tell him about you. He won't, he won't care that you're on the shield. You don't I, care I, about I, know I was actually going to reach out to him and say, see that, see that money that you got? That's because of me, that is. Like, <laughs> you see this doll's head hairdressing thing I've got? You paid for that. <laughs> you can yeah. name it after I haven't had any names yet, but... Um... For the, for the doll yet, but I'm sure that'll come up in the next couple of weeks, the video where we uh, spoke about the doll. Um, yeah. I haven't released it yet. Uh, so just to let people know, right now, we're on like uh, eight weeks in to the, wow. um, to the, to the lockdown. Um, one thing I've noticed is that like, there's some lockdown sagas going on in there. Like, I've noticed you can get a bit ratty sometimes about things that you wouldn't normally get ratty about. I kind of got a bit pissed off about about garlic the other day. I okay. Into it, but... Normal garlic or wild garlic? Oh, no, just any kind of garlic would have been good to finish off the meal that I was trying to cook, and I just, I just ended up going like, oh, right, because there was no garlic. Okay, oh, but... come on, man. What? How can you be from the Caribbean and you can't find a substitute? We have no garlic, I will use some ginger. <laughs> <laughs> You're so right. You're so I right. Yeah, I love you. I got... What? What? I remember going to my friend Jerry's house going, what is this? He goes, it's jerk chicken. I went, it's like, it's like lamb. He goes, yeah, I didn't have no chicken. So we started off as jerk chicken. There's no jerk on it either. He went, nah, well, you can't even do jerk lamb. So it's just lamb. You just shut up and eat it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know what I was going to say, right? I used to write a column, a newspaper column for an Irish newspaper. 
did it for five years. And then um, every now and again, I book a gig at an Irish centre around the country. I get a couple of Irish acts and, and they come with me. So um, I got recommended this guy. And they said, yeah, you know, he's, he's a really good bloke. Um, you'll get on great with him. Picked him up. We hit, got on like a house on fire. Done the gig. He was brilliant at the gig. And on the way home, he said to me, look, mate, um, I need to apologise to you for something. And I said, what's that? He said, well, I think I stole your gig. I'm like, what, the gig we just done? He went, no, 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 no. Last year, in September, some guy rang me up and said, oh, yeah, you look, you're, the, um, you're a comedian, right? Yeah. We want to come and do our show. Corporate gig, corporate money, so good money. He said, when he got there, they said to him, but we really want you to do the story about the snails because my wife thinks that's hilarious. And he's thinking, I'm going to story about no snails. So he said, all right, okay. Anything else? He went, yeah, I did a thing about Dolan sausage. What is, Dolan, what is this Dolan sausage business? Anyway, he'd done the set, was really good, got his money. Then um, the bloke said, you didn't do anything about the snails. And he went, well, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, he said, well, you write about it in your newspaper column. And the guy went, no, that's John Ryan. I'm Davey Ryan. He went, what? Yeah, they got the wrong bloke. <laughs> and the guy took the money. But to be fair to him, he fessed up to me, but after the gig that we've done. So I can see how it happens. It's a bit different. At least he actually did the work, though, right? Whereas I got paid and hadn't actually done any work. So I had to give the money back then. Yeah, but you see as well, that's the difference between Irish people and non-Irish people. Because let's be, let's be brutally frank here. If you had done what that guy had done, and I'd rung you up to come do the gig. You'd have felt guilty. You thought, no, no, I'm busy. I don't want to be, in case I'm setting him up for beating, right? But because he's Irish, he's like, I take my chances. You know, that's how it goes. I wouldn't worry about <laughs> Your last is my game. I'd buy you, I'd buy you a beer. <laughs> right, I also noticed, yeah, that every morning, it might have been happening before the whole lockdown, I just hadn't noticed, but um, every morning, there's kind of like conversation, comes into conversation over breakfast, um, different items of food that I have eaten the night before and then oh, when I realised what's actually going oh, on yeah my missus is doing a stock take mate every morning I'm sure but you're an eater it's like oh yeah I've got munchies I'll just have this I'll just have that I'll just have that she's got to bed I can have this now mate I've been caught there's a stock take going on so I need to go to the outdoor bin or something but look at I've got one of them bottles in the, in the bush I've got one of them living in my house I'm like, you know what? I don't really eat a lot of biscuits. But every now and again, I might have a cup of coffee, have a little biscuit. And then the other day, um, I normally bring coffee up to her every day because I got up first. But she got up first. And she said, uh, do you want coffee? I went, yeah, can we have one of them cookies? She went, what cookies? So the cookies that we bought at the supermarket on Friday, she went, uh, it's Tuesday. I'm like, yeah. She goes, they're not going to be there after four days, are they? They, they, they? I'm like, what do you mean they're not going to be there? Half of them was mine. She went, well, I had my half. And then I had to get through your half to get my half. So, <laughs> mate, your eater, you and her couldn't live together. You kill each other. Do you know what? I, I just don't know what it is because, like, if I mention something about like food that she's eaten the night before, then it, I get some kind of look that stops me from mentioning it again. So yeah, it's got to be aware of the stock take. All the men out there, be aware of the stock take. It's not even a stock take. It's decency. I'm like, what do you mean ain't no cook? But I tell you the best one of all, right? So in our house. I understand, I love this woman to bits, right? You know, she's just, there's no one like her. But she's crazy. And I've realised through lockdown, and we're not talking like a mental health issue here, we're talking about pure born crazy, crazy. It ain't like you can cure her or treat her or do anything. Right, so in the morning, when the beast wakes up, you can't talk to it. You can't talk to it until it says good morning to you. Because if you go, good morning, it's like, ah! 
So I, normally, like if I wake up and then she gets out of bed and she walks around the bed, she could be asleep, just going to toilet, come back to bed, right? Or she could be woke up and thought something and off to do it. And she says, good morning. I'm like, good morning. And then we're away for the day, right? Anyway, don't wake the beast up. So at weekends, no alarm clocks are allowed in our bedroom at weekends, okay? But I'll still get up like half seven, eight o'clock. So Sunday morning, I'm in my little office, just reading the paper. Then I hear the alarm go off, and I'm thinking, oh, my days, this is not going to end well. If the beast is woken up by the alarm clock on a Sunday, she's going to kick off, right? That phone is going out the window, mate. It's going out the window. So I kind of got to the door, and then she woke up, turned off the phone, and looked at me. And before I was going to say, I didn't do it. I did not set an alarm on your phone for a joke on it. She went, morning. Uh, what are you doing? I said, I was reading the paper. She said, why don't you come back to bed? I'm thinking, okay, Sunday morning, there'll be a morning. <laughs> now I'm in the mood for, I'm thinking it must be my vest or my pants or what I'm wearing. It's just warmed her up, mate. So she goes to the bathroom, comes back into the bedroom in this kind of one piece lycra, not like a swimsuit, but you know, like they gymnastic suits. I'm thinking, all right, a little bit of dressing up. And she I says, it's called a body, by the way. I think that thing's called a body. That I body. Remember. Something like that, yeah, body, body, something like that, yeah. Have we got any beans? I'm like, beans? Yeah, we've got some beans. I'm like, oh, my, this is just getting better. I'll get beans on toast in bed, right? Then I'll get some morning magic. It's like, it's half eight in the morning. This is going to be the best Sunday of lockdown. And I'm waiting. After 20 minutes, Jonathan, there is no sign of her. So I go to the kitchen, in the kitchen, she's in the front room. I look out in the garden. She's in the garden doing aerobics with two tins of beans. And the woman next door, her side of the fence, and the two of them are, and reach together, reach together, up together, up together. I'm like, what? Come back in, 9.30. I'm like, what? Where's my beans on toast? Yeah, go on, you make the beans on toast. I'll go back to bed. I, I had to bring a breakfast in bed. It could have been worse, mate. She could have like started like throwing the beans on herself and that. Made a right mess in the old bedroom to me. You know, one, another thing I've learned from lockdown is this woman's got a superpower. I never knew she had. And this is one to find out if it's normal. Can you eat beans straight out of the tin cold? I've known people who do. Um, I'm, I'm not a fan of beans, to be honest. I know. These people live amongst us. And they can eat cold beans. That's nasty. I looked at her one day just eating beans out of the tin. I'm like, what is wrong with you? Was she like born, born in a concentration camp or something? What is this? Beans straight out of the tin. Shocking. Um, I've got a surprise for you this week. Um, you were talking a few weeks ago about uh, your father and explaining that he loves um, oh, he, he loves, loves country, country music. music. Love country music. Yeah. Um, so I wrote a country song for him. I, I, I'm a bit of an idiot, right? Sometimes I write stupid songs, as as we spoke about earlier on in the uh, in the series. And um, there was one song that I wrote because, uh, as you can see right now, I'd be running around my house looking for my Afro comb, and um, I I'd said to her like, "Where's my comb?" And she was like, "You're an idiot." And I was like, "What?" And she was like, "Oh." And I was like, ah, oh. she was like, one day you're going to leave the house with that comb in your hair. Yeah. Which to me, I thought to myself, this is great because she hated country music. So I wrote like the first bit of this country song. And I realized when you said about your pops that I hadn't written the rest. So I'm going to show you now what I wrote in the week. You're sharing me. All right. Track goes, song's called One Day You're Going to Leave the House with That Comb in Your Hair. Okay. Right. Here we go. So it goes. One day you're gonna leave the house with that comb in your hair. One day you're gonna leave the house with that comb. 
And when you go leave the house with that comb in your hair, they'll look and wonder where it is that you roam. Because it's a style you should wear only when you are at home. Style you should wear only when you are alone. That bloody comb in your hair. Oh man, I've forgotten the lyric. My only lyrics. That's shocking, man. I was building up on oh, my dad's here. He's alive again. I can see him dancing in the corner. And then you killed him again. Let, Seven let me, years uh, it took me to go over him and die the first time. And now he's come back and gone again. <laughs> what are you doing to me, man? Torture me. Tell that comb out your head and stick it in your eye. What are you doing? <laughs> What's the matter with you? <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm, I'm going to have to go for it one more time, bro. Just quickly. So it's a style you should wear only when you are alone. Style you should wear only when you are at home. That dog on combing your hair. I can't remember the lyrics, bro. I'm going to have to come back. Mate, you know, Bob Marley, he would never have made a career with this sort of memory, would he? He wouldn't have done. But he also wouldn't have written this song because he had nothing to say in, in the podcast and then and then not be able to say the song. He would have. He would have. I bet you, I bet you if Bob Marley had hair issues like you, right? There's a face that you've got hair issues. Hair that's issues? Why he, that's why he brought that head. <laughs> that head to, so he can muck up two heads here at the same time. So, but he wouldn't. He would never have written, do you know what I mean? Redemption song. How long? Oh, it's, uh... <laughs> it's gone. We've uh, yeah, never been heard of. He'd have ended up working like a grocery shop in Kingston. That, that's very true, man. Work on your goddamn hair everywhere, picking it up all day long. <laughs> but it has given me an idea. You have inspired me because, as you know, I'm always inventing stuff. And I think there should be that uh, comb should have a, a lead on it, USB goes into the computer. And then when you're um, going too far, I could just press a button on my keyboard, like Shift F and Five, and send your electric shock to your head. <laughs> and that would you would that have would actually on like attempt number two, you. right? Oh, you would have got as far as that, right? And the thing is, that shock would reset your brain, and that electricity would straighten your hair out. You would need the comb. It's genius, <laughs> mate. I'm a genius. I don't even know why I'm here. I should be able to. I want me to remote electrify my afro comb so that you yeah. can have the trigger. I can, I can shoot you. Yeah, I should be in my shed inventing this stuff, like Professor Potts. Remember Professor Potts from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? Um, no, mate. Yeah, I've missed out on a lot, a lot of culture and history. I mean. One day you're gonna leave the house with that comb in your hair. One day you're gonna leave the house with that comb. And when you go and leave the house with that comb in your they'll look and wonder where it is that you roam. Cause it's a style you should wear only when you are alone. A style you should wear only when you are at home. Your bloody hair's everywhere, picking it up all day long. That lockdown comb in your hair at home ain't wrong. One day you're only out with that comb in your hair. One day you're gonna lead 
Oh, bang bang, is that the beat or something? Hear that? That's my phone. That's my phone ringing in the middle. I'm just you being extra professional today. Yeah, that's me forgetting to, to do it. So I've got to um, mute that, mute that. Shocking. Let's go back to just one more obvious point that made me laugh earlier. Because I said to you, I wasn't going to meet you today to do the show, maybe do it tomorrow. And I cited yeah. the point that um, that's because it was going to be really sunny uh, and I wanted to go sit out in the sun. And the reason why we're doing this today now is because I feel guilty because I remember yeah. your story about vitiligo. 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 And um, yeah, I just felt guilty that I was like, yeah, I'm going in the sun, I'm not going to talk to you. Bye. When you'll be like hiding in the shade. I'm hiding in the corner, mate. I've got burnt. Yes, right. 9.30 in the morning. Wait, 9.30 in the morning. Fact of 50, got burnt. You're looking ripe, mate. I've got no um, pigment in about 70% of my body, mate. Wow. Um, and, you know, it's funny because it normally affects uh, people from uh, Afro-Caribbean communities, Asian people. And um, so when I first got diagnosed with it, about 25 years ago, I remember going to hospital for tests and I had to walk into this waiting room full of black people with big white marks on their faces and Asian people. Were, and then me, you can see them were looking at me going, oh my God, how bad has he got it? <laughs> <laughs> must have thought I was an Asian man. <laughs> but I have mentioned this before. My family's Irish. My One side of my family was Scottish. But I've got blood group B, which is an Asian blood group. I've got vitiligo. I've got no tolerance to milk and alcohol. I get drunk like... To, there's someone in my family got more than a vindaloo from the Indian takeaway, man. <laughs> that's, that's, that's cold, man. That's cold. But, um, yes, I felt out of guilt. I must, I must meet you, man, because I can't mess it. Come inside, innit? Come inside. Like, sunning. And, you know, I travel the world, man. I do comedy on cruise ships. I'll go to the Mediterranean, Caribbean, probably about 15, 16 times a year. And I've come back, same colour I went. I just hide. Long silly top gloves. People used to think I was a celebrity long before. I was wearing masks and dark glasses and a big hat. People used to think I was Michael Jackson. Sponsored by Ombre Soler, right? <laughs> there are other makes, of course. Coat, trousers, shoes, everything. Um, I don't know what your song for the week is, but my song for the week has come from me singing a song and my missus stopping me and saying, what are you singing? And me She's saying, I'm singing this song. And I say it again. And she said, country pussy. <laughs> so the song is Controversy. We All right, yeah, yeah, I can hear that. I love sound of it. Country pussy. <laughs> I actually can't. That's is it a spoonerism? What's it called? Is it something when you mishear a lyric, there's a word for it, isn't there? Oh, what is that word? Is it, is it Spoonerism? Let's have a little look. Spoonerism. Um, mm, verbal area in which a speaker accidentally transposes the initial sequence of words or two or more words. No, it's not. That's all it is at all. Though I am impressed oh. with your tech, your tech abilities. Your tech abilities have, have shot up since lockdown started. With no glasses. There you go, Spar. What's going on? How come? How come oh, no, it is, yeah. No, no, no. Sorry. I tell you, it's a spoonerism because uh, it's when you hear something that's completely wrong. My missus does it all the time with songs. She makes up her own words. And um, the, a Bohemian Rhapsody was a classic one, wasn't it? Spare him his life and his pork sausages. That was the one that... <laughs> well, Prince, 
um, controversy is my tune for the week, or country pussy. Um, and I've just been walking around my house giving it the same Bronsky built beat shoulder, do you know what I mean, from a few weeks ago. Giving it nudge. Just strutting around, calling myself Prince, isn't it? Well, I suppose I am called Prince, but pretending that I am Prince. Well, you should actually call yourself Prince's, seeing as you're getting paid for another Prince's work. So, <laughs> <laughs> you're a Prince musician. You took his money too, a bit as well. Ring up here, and go, I had no money for ages, mate. What's happening? I'm going to get a royalty check tomorrow from, from Prince. <laughs> 16 trillion pounds. Um, my, my song, right? So, I love, I love um, uh, cultural appropriation. I love it. I really do. Um, I'm not one of these people who goes, no, there's our culture. I think you steal everything. That's that's how humanity evolves. Just steal it all, right? So if you didn't have cultural appropriation, you wouldn't have fish and chips. Fish and chips was Jewish and Dutch, and the English, we took it, right? And all these kind of things. But no uh, example of cultural appropriation is better than Chinese. <laughs> Music just started. What's that? Is that your phone? Is that your phone ringing again? No, this is Chinese reggae, reggae, reggae. Chinese reggae, reggae, reggae. No, no, no. I'm gonna send you that. That track has got to go on your um, YouTube channel because that oh, is. It'll be in the. It'll be in the comments, man. No, and, the comments, uh, Chinese reggae, reggae. No, no, no. Brilliant. Just brilliant. But they're they're big on the old reggae out there, man. There's they're a reggae sound system called Mighty Crown, who are massive, sponsored by Sony. Don't know if people know about sound system culture from back in the day when um in the Caribbean you used to have like different people from different areas, I suppose, build a speaker box and go out and play the speakers and play the tracks that they've got and stuff. And it used to be tune for tune, and it? it used to have one yeah, turntable. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah. Um, what was his name? Stephen Cheng. You know Stephen Cheng? No. Stephen Cheng, he was um a Japanese guy. Um was he Japanese or was he Chinese? No, actually, he was Chinese. And he, him and Byron Lee, who was uh, Chinese Jamaican, um, done an old folk song, done a backbeat, um, and that's where Rocksteady came from. Oh, really? I did not know that. There you go, mate. For those who don't know, yeah. Rocksteady is a type of reggae music. Yeah. And they sell millions. They sell millions of songs. And they put their production values are amazing. When you watch Chinese dance hall, it's just, and why not? You know, why not? It's just music is music. I know some people go, no, if that's pure, you're stealing it. But come on, you'll steal everything. It's what white people do, mate. They say, no, otherwise, all, man. No, artists want place. to sell their music, man. The artist wants to, like, have people listen to what they've got to say. So just like me and my um, country tune, which I'm going to have to strap to the end of this call now so that people can hear what be massive. to say. It could be massive, that song. You get a Chinese, <laughs> we get a Chinese producer on that, I'm telling you. That will be big from Stratton to Shanghai. A Chinese producer, Afro-Caribbean British artist, sings country. <laughs> yeah, and your, your name would be Jacob. Um, yeah, it'd be like Jonathan, Afro-Caribbean, British. You need some name like that, isn't it? Jacob. <laughs> That's what you need. It's done. All we need now. It's just a recording contract. Put your name in. We've got any recording artists, any producers, put your name in the box, mate. Let's sign this. Sign up Jonathan Prince. Do it. It's could be the, you could be the future. <laughs> I could be like, have some chewing tobacco and out or a bit of grass hanging out of my mouth. Mate, Orville, Orville had two top ten hits and he was a little stuffed green bird. 
that's very true. And um, other comedians with the name Prince actually got to perform on this live gig that I never... Right. Anyway, so I'll you... get over it, man. I'll get over it. Get over it. Get over it. It's not about cultural appropriation. That is just theft. So what we need to talk about um, is Sunshine comes out and everyone thinks they can barbecue. What is that? The only time a man will cook is when there's a barbecue because there's fire, heat, and danger. That's it. The woman buys the food, man cooks it. And <laughs> let me tell you, this is my weekly bit of racism here, so get ready, get over it. Go for it, go for it. This, I'm telling this to all people from the Caribbean, but especially Jamaicans. A barbecue cooks the food, okay? You put the food on the grill, you have low heat, and um, what happens is, I'm really popular today, you put a low heat on the, underneath it, and it's the temperature that cooks it, not the flame, okay? Not the flame. The flame just burns it. Put the food on the grill, slow, low, it cooks nice and tasty. You do not have to start it off in an oven. You don't have to put your food in the oven, then put it in a the microwave, then boil it, and then put it on a barbecue. You, you see, and make you see, it burn. You see, you you you've taken it a step further there, because like, to be honest, yeah, man, if I was going to put chicken on a barbecue, I would do it in the oven first. I didn't even realise that was a Caribbean thing, but maybe it is. It is. Why would... The barbecue cooks it. Put it on a barbecue, low heat, low gas, low temperature. Gas? Cooks. Yeah, man. Proper gas barbecue. Not one of them big steel drums that used to transport oil all around the planet. Right? And then you put paraffin on the chicken as well. After the chicken's been in the oven, been in the microwave, been boiled, put paraffin on it, set it on fire. I remember in the Caribbean, right, a guy pouring um, Hyroon, which is like a, a local beer, on the chicken, on the barbecue. Like, yeah, I'd flee over, I'd flee over. <laughs> Just pouring the beer on the chicken. <laughs> Right, have you never done the chicken? So you do it in the oven, you get a beer, right? And then you stand the chicken on top of the beer and you cook the chicken in the oven like that. And then the, the beer uh, evaporates into the chicken, keeps it all wet and moist. What, like a can of beer? Yeah. yeah. I'm making a note. I'm making a note on here. Beer what, chicken. like put the chicken, put the beer over into the it. chicken? You put the chicken into the, put the beer into the chicken like you was making a chicken porno film. But how are you then, seasoning that chicken? You can, you, you know, because you it's fresh chicken, you don't have to season it because it's not rotten meat. You've got to put jerk on just to kill the taste. Sometimes, you know what chicken tastes like? Chicken. doesn't have to taste like burn your mouth out. Don't have to put no hot pepper sauce on it, right? Because let's be honest. Hot. Let's be honest, right? If Jamaica had come up with some way of designing a delivery system, a hot pepper sauce via aeroplanes, they could have took over the planet, mate. Never mind an A-bomb or a hydrogen bomb. Hot pepper sauce bomb and it just melted everyone. My mate, his mum used to make her homemade pepper sauce and she'd go, You want to try some? And then I'd go, Okay. And then she would put on this like hazmat suit and there's two sticks out, go to the back of the freezer, open the door, the steam would come out and she'd go in, I'm boiling fire sauce. Put a bit on your plate, it would melt through the plate, through the table, through the floor. End up in China, burn people's feet. That's where Reagan told people. <laughs> nah, man, I'm not on a hot pepper sauce thing anyway. I'm not, not really feeling it. I make my own. I make my own. When I make it, it's nice. A bit of mango, scotch bonnet, a bit of onion, a bit of garlic. 
the only hot pepper sauce I like comes from St. Kitts because it's tomato based rather than like that vinegary thin thing. Tomato. Oh, the vinegar's just to preserve it. Hello. Oh, oh, hello. Get some action going on here. Oh, well, oh. I think you want to be in, 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 in the vlog, see? Dude. Wait till she goes to the kitchen and finds out all the biscuits have gone, though. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the cornflakes? Who eats cornflakes in the afternoon? I'll tell you who you does. Black people do. They eat cornflakes in the afternoon out of a mug. They put cornflakes in a mug, milk, and eat it out of, out of, out of a mug. What's that all about? I'll be honest. I don't do milk, so I don't do, I don't do cereal. But moving on. I want to go out on my bike, yeah? I've got, like, a really okay. nice bike. I want to go out on my bike. But um, I attempted last week to do my hair. One attempt, first attempt. After an hour, I hadn't got anywhere. And uh, I was quite frustrated and hot and bothered. So I'm going to have to try again because, like, I can't go on the bike at the moment. Because of the afro, I can't wear a helmet. <laughs> What's going to do? Slow you down? Is that what you're worried about? Is all the wind going to hit afro? So it's going to slow you down. No matter how you're pedaling, you're like... Look good anyway, because the afro's like no. the helmet doesn't fit, doesn't fit on the afro, in it. So just uh, for hairspray on it. Which part hairspray? Well, hairspray and afro, and it would become like a hard surface, running it. Why did you need a crash helmet with afro? If you hit, you hit anything, you're going to go dying, bounce off it, in you? Think you through some. Think well, I'm through. hoping I don't hit anything. I'm going out on Sunday, man. I'll let you know how I get on. Um, trying to work on this uh, quarantine belly. So if I tell you, uh, um, my uh, I've got three. I'm not materialistic. I've got three things that are precious to me. One is my guitar. Two is my laptop. Three is my bicycle. And I love my bike. And I keep my bike in my shed. And when I went on Sunday to get it out for the first time since February, I've got a mouse that's been eating the rubber on the handles. So now I'm going to get that mouse. Mate. I've got a machete. I've got an axe. <laughs> I was about to say, are you going to take the humane and get the mouse? You're like, the shit. No, I don't know humane. Do you know what? I'm not just going to kill it. I'm going to torture it. It's at the handles off my bike. So I don't humane nonsense. You can keep that. He wasn't humane when he was. He could have eaten the whole. There's, there's sponges in that shed. There's towels. All kind of things. There's like uh, white spirits. He could have got himself high. But no, he's eating the rubber off of my bicycle. I'm going to kill him. I'm getting a torture on a hat. One of them torch things on the front here like that, you know, one of them things, like a Dalek. And I'm going to sit in that shed with my machete and my axe and my hammer. I'm going to catch him. I'm going to torture him for days, mate. Days. Well, maybe had you seasoned the handlebars, it wouldn't have eaten him. I'll that. send you some seasoning, bro. I'll send you some seasoning and you'll be able Mice. And yeah, look, there's so many things you could eat, but no, he's eating my bike. What kind of full mouse eats a bike? That is not. He's done that to get at me. Hey, it's not gonna work, I tell you. It's not gonna work. I'm not getting into this. Like mousetrap. This is gonna be like this is gonna be like mousetrap. That film. Um, Tasha's gonna wake up tomorrow. The whole garden's gonna be burned down. The shed's gonna be burned down. And I'm gonna be sitting there with this mouse with a straw up his ass. And she'll be so, like, "What are you doing?" You'll be like, "Having a barbecue." <laughs> I'll get a mouse on a stick. I'll be going, "Come on, buy the buy the buy the bike now." During lockdown, I suppose we can end up like help groups and stuff and interacting with people we wouldn't normally i managed to meet up with some people and um, we're going to try and create a music video for a song that i've written not combing your hair not there yet but a different song that i've written um, so we're going to create a video during lockdown man it's quite a cool concept i'm going to play like three different characters in the one video i'll shoot it send it to these other people to edit it and hopefully come up with a uh, quite a cool video to release this track which but only if your hair's right because I can't get it like this. 
Can't get my hair like it's this. It's a safety concern on the bike, John. It's a safety concern. I can't get a crash helmet on my bike. I can't do it. I'm not going out like this. Not going out. <laughs> show your head, man. Just show you like I do. Just show you all the time. I'm, I'm not. I'm not shaving my head, man. Nah, nah. Not yet. Anyway, not yet. Um, I heard something funny this week about. Uh, well, it's not really funny. There's obviously people are concerned about kids going back to school, right? Um, and when they go back. How's it going to be? So I had some people who have got children saying to me that the school are advising that you have um, kids in classes or bubbles of 15. Um, but when they're in the playground, they should only be in gangs of six. And I thought, wow, how lockdown has changed things. We're actually encouraging kids to go in gangs now. Do you want a gang in it? Protection. Safety in numbers, mate. Safety in numbers. But the last thing I'll leave everybody with is this. If you've got kids, don't bother trying to teach them. You're the only teacher. Don't blame them. Don't even bother. Just don't muck them up. Don't send them back to school crazy, angry, violent, and disturbed because they've seen you and your missus fighting each other for like 10 weeks. Don't try and teach them geography. Take them out to the park. Give them some love. Give them some time. Give them some attention. The teachers will teach them in September if they're well-rounded and well-balanced. We'll be doing them more favours than anything else. But don't go back angry with attitude. Mm-mm. I like that. So the main message of this is uh, don't ruin your kids. Don't ruin your kids. Don't ruin your kids. Mate, I think that's us for another episode. Um, done! Done. Um, try not to leave the house with this in my hair. Yeah. Leave the biscuits and leave the comb. <laughs> Every time when you're at home. See, look, I love the way you were just trying to bait me by saying biscuits. I'm not trying to bait you at all, man. Biscuits! I'm learning in Polish. Right. Um peace yep. to all the people out there. Stay safe, peace bring out. your friends, check that they're okay. I'm being distracted out of the left hand side yes. of my eyelash. I've got to put a like anchor on it. Peace. Stay safe, everyone. We don't know no lies. Resonating vibes in